Uh, Terry Blunt is with us. Uh, we call it Smoking Sports with Terry Blunt. We do this every Thursday with Terry. Uh, a little extra special today because Terry, we're cutting him off from his prep because he's actually in for the mayor. <laughs> because as the mayor, as everyone knows, Ian doesn't like to work on EQC Note Thursdays. <laughs> He's put it into his contract. He's a busy man. Terry's put it into his contract. I don't want to give money away, and so I'm out. Uh, but you're filling in for Ian today for for a couple of hours. Yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, uh, you got a professional producer and Shocky. How about that? Yeah, you got the, the boss on the other no, one. I know so that. there we go. Is it kind yeah. of intimidating a little bit? And it is for me now that he's kind of like I remember Kevin when he was an intern. Uh, right. Yeah, and now yeah. he's worked. No. His, he's worked as well all the way up. Now he. Oh, he's the man. Technically. Yeah. yeah, in a way, he's not my boss because Purple Sheet's my boss, but he is right underneath <laughs> Purple Sheet. Yeah, he's certainly above me, and now I feel like I can't joke around with him anymore. Absolutely I not. can't pick on can't him go anymore. Drinking with him, can't go stuff. drinking with yeah. him anymore. No. Can't draw on him when he passes out anymore. No, you he, have to be PC with uh, him all the time. But I feel like a little intimidated, like when you're doing <laughs> the show with him. Like, is he oh, judging yeah. you? Oh yeah, I mean you just Writing down get notes. a grade at the end of the show, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we should. <laughs> we we all should get grades. Actually, I like that idea. Right. I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah, we give grades. You give should. grades to the show at the end because yeah. I, I would love the feedback because I think the folks on the Heritage Distilling Text Line would always be kind to it. Oh sure, yeah, no problem there. <laughs> you and I were just joking because we saw this on Twitter and Tampa Bay's doing this for the second time. They're going to start the game today. Uh, with three relievers, uh, and they did this. They did this a little while back, and so they're going to start with Romo, Stanek, and who's the other guy? Uh, Which is the third time Romo started. The third time Romo started. So he's going <laughs> to. Yeah. They're going to go with three relievers to start all. Oh, I read it wrong. The Rays are going with relievers to start all three games versus the Orioles. I see what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. So it's a little different what Tampa Bay's doing so they're they're doing this where they're bringing relievers on pitch an inning or two and then moving on to someone else in the bullpen uh we have kind of have seen this and people hint at this and i think the rockies did it a couple years ago or three four years ago yeah Uh, do we think this is is changing well i I don't know that it's going to go completely where you start your reliever in the first inning but i do think we're headed toward you know a system in baseball where the days of starters going six and seven innings are all but over yeah, it's just not going to happen anymore. And I think you're going to see a lot of games that'll be three, 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 or a guy you have a guy that can really throw gas for two innings, come in and start the game because they feel like most of the runs are scored early in the game in the first inning. And uh, and then if you change pitchers three times in five innings, then it doesn't give the lineup a chance yeah. to know what he's doing. So. You know, I it's I you I don't can't take advantage of him in the third time through, which everyone says, through. "Oh, third time through." You, right. Now I finally know what he's throwing. Now I can take advantage of it. And I just think we're headed to a system where uh, pitchers only pitch a few innings, whether you call him a starter or not. And it's it's where it's what's going to be. I mean, we basically saw that in the playoffs last year. You see it all the time. Uh, the Astros basically, as soon as a guy got in trouble, he was gone. I mean, they were bringing in somebody else. It didn't matter. So, and that's what you're. And, it, and a lot of times, it was the starter who they thought was going to start two games down the road, but they right. just couldn't. They were not going to take the chance, and it worked for them. Yeah. So now you're going to see more and more of that in the regular season. The problem is, you know, if you do that too much, you you lose guys defined roles a little bit. I think you know, you, yeah. You, a, a closer has a mentality of a closer. He knows what his job is. A starter has a mentality of a starter. He has a completely different routine through the week to get ready. So now you have to teach guys to completely change their routine and the way they prepare. And it's 
You know, it's it's going to change baseball, no doubt. There's there's going to be more and more of this. I don't think we're going to see a lot of teams doing what the what the Rays are doing, but you're going to see a lot of teams where the starter just goes through the batters one time, and then maybe they make a change. Yeah. I like it. I always like different. You know, I, lo- yeah. I love people that think outside the box. Well, especially and, in baseball, because baseball yeah. is such a traditional sport. You know, we, we don't change things that much. And now we've seen so many changes the last few years from the way they field hitters now to right. all the shifting. The, the one thing I don't like about it is in some cases we've gotten away from the fundamentals. Like, no one can bunt, any, bunt anymore. <laughs> And uh, you know you, it is amazing to me yeah. when when someone is lined up on you know wh- whatever it is uh, completely on the right side of of the field, yeah. and it got, there's a big left hole there, and the guy the hitter just can't do it. Yeah, or doesn't just doesn't won't try. Either doesn't want to try or can't do it. I and I don't know. I don't know which which side you fall on. I don't know if they can't do it. I always think it's a combination. I of think both. it's a fear of failure. I think it's an e- that, and I think it's an ego thing. Yeah. Well, that's oh, I'm I'm a th- yeah. I'm a four hole hitter. I'm a five hole hitter. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna bunt for a base hit. I'm right, hit it past. We'll do it, and then and we, I'm gonna prove to them I'm gonna hit past. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's a free base. You think we'd get to that at some point? Uh, maybe later in the season where you just really need base runners. But right now, very few of them actually do it, and they almost always the shift works most of the time. That's why yeah. they do it. Yeah, Terry Blunt uh, in studio joining us. He joins us every single time uh, Thursday right here. Uh, he's also filling in with Ian or for Ian today, but he'll be back on the. You'll be back on Saturday doing be the show. Be back on Saturday. We actually got an extra half hour on Saturday. We'll oh, be wow, eleven about that. to one thirty. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about, of course, it's the day before the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have on uh, a guy who's covered uh, racing for a long, long time from the Milwaukee paper named Dame Coleman, and he really knows the sport. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what to expect in this Indy Five Hundred. And whatever else is going on, of course, we're going to continue to talk about these red hot Mariners that are beyond belief. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's 10 it's, games over 500. I, I wrote, I put on stupid. Twitter last night that I think they could call up Peter Griffin from Family Guy and play him in center field. <laughs> I saw that. And they'd, they'd still win. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. So there's something about this team. It's just, you know, I know we overuse the term chemistry, but if any team has it, this team has it. Yeah. There's, there's just something about They don't believe, they believe, they go every single night believing they're going to win the game. And that makes a difference. It really makes a difference, and they're special. I overuse this all the time when we talked about it in the first hour that I just – we all lose sight of this. And I I'm, I'm count myself as, as well, but I always try to remind myself of like every single day. I'll write down my notes. It's fun. But what we do here is fun. And that's not serious. We're not yeah. solving anything. That's why we got this This business. is why people come and listen to us because they want to be entertained. They want to laugh. They want to have fun because talking about sports is fun. And – um you know, like last night was fun for me now, and I because there was three things that were going on great, and the hockey game ended up blowing. But it was okay, fine. But I'm ha- it was fun because even though I'm not a I'm not some hardcore hockey fan, I can appreciate the greats when they finally break through and get an opportunity. Right. And that's Ovechkin. Ovechkin's never been to the finals. Now he's in the finals. So I'm pulling for Ovechkin because most he people is, are. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game, and he's never been on this stage, so I can't wait to see that. It's fun to watch what the Mariners are doing last night. It's a new hero every night. This Andreoli guy gets called up and it ends up making the biggest play of the game with the eighth inning catch to prevent a double, How great is that? which could have ended up tying the ball game. His never, dad was there. Oh, his his dad. dad flew across country yeah. to watch the game. His dad's sister, a NFL best player. friend. I mean, it's just those are the stories you love. Yeah. That's why we watch the game. And, the, and in the NHL, I mean, either way, it's yeah. a great story. Sure, right. mean, you know, absolutely. So, and then I'm watching. You know, then I'm I'm flipping back and forth, and I'm seeing the Celtics, and I'm. And I'm just shaking my head. I, I go, they're about to knock off. They're on the verge of knocking off who I think is the second greatest player to ever play the sport. Yeah. And and again, people, I think, devalue his, his supporting cast too much because I think they've got good players. These guys, I mean, it's it's a rookie 
<laughs> Jalen Brown, uh, a Terry Rozier, who's an afterthought, uh, Aaron Baines and the Man Bun, the bun and, guy. and Mark and Mark Morris. <laughs> right. These are the guys that are out there running around and running circles around the Cavs. It's incredible. without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. I'm just like, man, what? It's just it's, it's fun, fun to, watch. to watch this kind it of really stuff. It really is happen. fun to watch. I I love it. I'm I'm the guy who usually roots for the underdog. I know people want to see LeBron in the final again against the Warriors, right. and I get that. But I just love seeing what the Celtics are doing. It's well, it is it's weird because I I do I do enjoy watching the Celtics play right now. But there is now for me now what I really want to happen is so he delivers tomorrow in Cleveland Game Six, and then Game Seven in the Boston Garden, which is one of the most you know game winner at the game winner walks off going back to the finals (laughs) for the fifteen hundredth straight year in a row. You know, that's what I want to see. Happen. That's cool. I get that. But you know what? He's he's still he's won a lot of championships, and he's going to win more when he gets to the Lakers, of course, as we all know. <laughs> so uh, so you know, I'm 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 good if he doesn't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to see what happens once his his season is over, where he goes. And then we got Game Five tonight. Uh, your Rockets and the Warriors <laughs> right. tonight at six o'clock, right here on nine fifty KJR. Now, are you gonna t- can you take the Rockets? You know. Can you take the Hakeem Olajuwon, Ralph Sampson jersey off for a second? What, what, how do they win tonight, Terry? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's, I think they can win tonight. I don't know that they can win at all, but I do think they can win tonight. And, uh, I'm, we're going to have on, by the way, Houston Chronicle columnist Jerome Solomon, who's covered the team all year. It's because it's all Houston Rockets radio today. Well, you know what? The, the last time I had somebody on from Houston, they said that he said they weren't going to win. <laughs> So we'll he's like see Barkley. Thought they're going to win in uh, the Warriors going to win in three. Right. The coolest thing I've seen in the whole thing is Akeem Olajuwon and Elvin Hayes yeah, sitting side by side. It's awesome. That's awesome. God, Akeem looks great. <laughs> looks like he could still play. Oh, I'm bet he could. I mean, he's look, it looks unbelievable. I, I thought that game. I'll, I'll say this in terms of, you know, I, I like to watch. The other thing I love about sports is watching guys. And we brought this up earlier with Elway, and it's kind of with it tied in with Ovechkin, when they finally break through. Now Ovechkin's got to win it to really break through. But I, you couldn't find someone that disliked John Elway more growing up in this town than <laughs> yeah, me. Because that was the same division in those you know, days. Same division. Yeah. We, I hated the Broncos. I married a woman who loves the Broncos, which is <laughs> going to be the end of our marriage eventually. And but he, he would, he'd kill us every yeah. Sunday. We'd play. He'd come in here. He'd come in here, and he'd rip your hearts out. You think you'd beat him, and he'd lead some of these stupid comebacks. And yeah. one of the three amigos, and Natil and Vance, jo- or, and, you know, Vance Johnson, and or not Vance Johnson, but yeah, wasn't it Vance Johnson? Yeah, and um, and Ricky Natil. One of those guys would make a touchdown reception. Sammy <laughs> Winder, and now oh, whatever. I covered that amazing comeback oh, in Cleveland in the playoffs. God. Unbelievable. It would drive me nuts. Yeah. And I was thinking about, um, you know, and I was thinking about, uh, you know, Ovechkin and kind of the tying of the greats when they – when it comes back to the Rockets with Paul and Harden. Right. And Harden's been there before with Oklahoma City. Paul's never been in this situation before. And when Harden was there with Oklahoma City, he wasn't the guy, though. I mean, he was no. certainly a key part. I think it's fun to watch, going back to game four with these guys, to watch those two guys who people have criticized their careers, they can't deliver on the big stage. That was one of the best games I've ever seen because twice they were down by 12. Yeah, early in the game, late in the game, and they were able to come back and get past the best team in basketball. And those two were the two two guys keying the whole. Unbelievable! Game. I pretty much wrote them off after game three when they right. got blown out. I thought, oh, this is over. But you know, it's great for Chris Paul. And everything I've been told is Chris Paul is just a super guy. People are rooting for him because he's just a nice guy. So it'll be fun to see what happens tonight. Uh how do you how do you go back to the Mariners for a second? 
how are they doing this? <laughs> do you know? Is there a voodoo does, uh, lady does, there? Does anyone know how they're doing this? <laughs> I mean, it's like MacGyver. It's 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 you know. It's, well, that's it's why bubble I say gum wraps and, and duct tape. Yeah, that's why I say there. This group has a togetherness about them and a belief in them, and you you see it when you walk into their locker room and stuff. You know, I remember in 2013 when I started covering the Seahawks and would kind of you know that was before everybody. I mean, they had a good year in 2012. But I walked in there and I started to know some of these guys and I started to know their character guys like Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and, you know, all these kind of guys. And I thought, this is a special group. These guys, these are a very special group right. of guys. And I kind of get that same feeling with the Mariners. This is a group of guys that really believes in each other and it goes beyond just pure talent. You know, to really get all the way, it's not just talent. You have to have something else. And they seem to have it. Now, whether they'll still be there in August, I'm not sure. But right now, they seem to be a team to me that has that it factor that you just can't really put a finger on. Yeah. But they believe in each other, and they have this camaraderie between themselves when you see them together that, look, we're in this, we're going to make this happen. And they kind of have the old Seahawks chip on their shoulder thing, like no one believes we can do this. And with everything that happens against us, that's more people who don't believe we can do it, and we're going to show right. them that we can. So, You know, it's, it's, and it's, you know, there was this tweet yesterday, and I think it was, I think it was David Schoenfeld, who works for ESPN, had this yeah. note. And I'm just trying to, I want to find it here in just a second, because he was trying to put what, what he was doing was putting in perspective, and I found it, of what the Mariners are doing right now. Here's he's, he writes this yesterday. Here's what here's what's amazing right now about what the Mariners are doing. The Astros have allowed the second fewest runs through the through 50 games ever in the history of Major League Baseball. Incredible. So, anyway, so again, I'll repeat it. They have allowed the second fewest runs through 50 games in Major League Baseball history. Okay. Uh, me, well, here's the part. Here's the kicker. His point was the Mariners are two games back of that team. Yeah. In the American exactly. League West, and, I, and when he, when he, when I read that last, I'm like, you know, you put that in perspective <laughs> for a second. You're like, yeah. the Astros are on this historic run right now. This little baseball club with Marco and and the kiddos right on their heels, or right on their heels. It's amazing. I mean, what the what the Astros starting pitchers have done is phenomenal. People forget this, and that is in this era. What makes it so incredible is, you know, it was back in 1968 where they changed the mound. Where right. they lowered the yep. mount. It's so much tougher now. That was right after Gibson's year where he had an mm-hmm. ERA of one or whatever it was. And they lowered the mound six inches. And no one has come close to that since until now. Wow. And here the Mariners are in the hunt with that. Yeah. It's and, amazing. And again, it's what, what, you know, can they sustain it? Well, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. And that's, I'm really not concerned about whether or not they can sustain it. What I think is fun right now, go back to that word, is that. They're just in this position, and they've built. I remember before the season, it was all about building yourself up a little bit of a cushion to be able to su- su- sustain a losing points. streak yeah. or a low point. And now they've got a ten-game cushion. They got Felix today. They should be eleven. They're come back from a ten-game homestand. the The schedule gets crazy hard in June, and they've built themselves. Well, the key a, a to nice me cushion. is what they're going to be able to do when they play the Astros and the Angels. That's yeah. that's the big key. Now, the Astros have been a huge thorn in their side. Sure. If they can just play 500 against those teams, they have a really good chance to be in the hunt at the end. Uh, okay, we'll let you we'll let you go here. Uh, we we are daily poll question, Terry. Uh, today is Bartolo Colon's 45th birthday. <laughs> 
who is the best uh, husky, rotund, fat, pleasantly plump athlete of all time? We've given you four options. John Daly, The Fridge, Bartolo, or Oliver Miller. Right. Who would Terry Blunt vote for? Oh, and I know boy. I've left some great names off. There. You know, there's know. so many. from right. One that I was listening to this earlier, one that I remember that most people that aren't as old as me probably won't remember is a Tiger pitcher, Mickey Lolich, oh, who I was huge, <laughs> huge, but really good. Okay. Yeah. I'll so, look him up. But there's been some of those. But, yeah, you know. I, a lot of votes for David, a lot of write-ins for David Wells. Yeah, David Wells yeah, David. was a rotund kind of guy. See, Oliver Miller, right now, John Daly leading. Well, him. Oliver Miller, I can remember Oliver Miller. See, he was at Arkansas. He was I huge. Know. See, 39% say John Daly, 29% say Bartolo, 27 say Fridge, only 5% say Oliver Miller. But see, I don't think John Daly has been that good for that long. I mean, he was good oh. for a little while, but yeah. yeah major? I, yeah, he did. He went Two, major. actually, right? I, I guess I'd still go with uh, Bartolo Colon oh, because, because the truth is he's 65 years old. That's the best part about it. He is 65. <laughs> Uh, great stuff. Uh, wait, you want to plug what's coming up at one? Yeah, we've got uh, we're going to have Justin Coleman on okay. uh, awesome. for the Seahawks from OTAs. They're they're defensive back, and uh, we're also going to, as we said, Jerome Solomon of the Houston Chronicle, and then we'll have Curtis Crabtree on to talk about what he noticed today, what stood out for him the first time the media got to see OTAs. Awesome stuff. Terry Blunt's coming up top of the hour. He's filling in for Ian. Also coming up on Friday, eleven to one thirty, right here on nine fifty KJR. Coming up next. We're going to give you a chance to win $40 uh, from Zeke's Pizza. We asked Mike Leake something earlier today. If you remember that interview, you were listening to that interview, uh, you'll know the answer and your chance to win a $40 gift card from Zeke's Pizza.